0: The funny thing about dairy is that no matter how strict your diet is, you're always happy to come across a couple of good eggs. This is my conversation with Sandy Sharamataro. What if the truth came in a gel cap and we could just pop it in our mouths and forget about it? Well, it doesn't. And we can't. But we can laugh in the face of reality while plotting our survival. Welcome to the Truth Tastes Funny Podcast. I am your host, Hirsch Rappoon, And if my guests can handle the truth, so can you. Open wide, folks. Here it comes. My guest today is Sandy Sharmataro. She holds a Master of Arts degree from the University of Detroit, Mercy, and uh, she's taught morality, ethics, and social justice courses at private high school in Michigan. She's also the founder of the Good Eggs Foundation, which is dedicated to helping children in need. Sandy, thank you for coming on Truth Tastes Funny.
1: Oh, thanks, Hirsch, I'm excited to be here.
0: We were talking a little bit before we started about how kind of the more things change, the more they stay the same. We're not, the the imperfect world in which we find ourselves is not Coming on the heels of a perfect world, in which right. all of our children have what they need and nobody's dealing with uh, with struggles, so uh, so I don't know that things have changed all that much. I do know that people are a little more raw and a little more at war with emotional problems. Maybe even coming to terms with emotional problems that we've, that we've already had, but were too stigmatized to, to talk about. But tell us a little bit about your work and, uh, and what good eggs mean to you.
1: Okay. So that's exactly everything you were saying um, is the hope that I want to get out of the book. So I wrote the good eggs books. Um, I actually intended just to write one, Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to write a children's book that taught about goodness so that you have to get, even though I teach high school, um, I wanted to get the kids at a younger age because, you know, when children are very young, they're very impressionable and they watch everything you do and say. And, it, and, and the hope was if it becomes part of who they are um, as they grow up, that they'll grow up with these and it'll just become part of their personality, you know, goodness and kindness and compassion and empathy. So I wrote the first book. Um, I came up with the characters. They're all eggs. They all have egg in their name, like Peggy and Reggie and um, Meg, Gregory. Um, Benedict is kind of the problem child, (laughs) but he learns from his friends and his teacher. Their teacher's name is Miss Poach. So there's lots of um, adventures in there, but I structured the books. There's 12 chapters for a dozen. And I structured them month to month. So they start in September when kids would normally go back to school. So, uh, And September is about um, understanding. So a situation occurs, Benedict moves to town, he's very uh, standoffish to new people, and nobody understands his behavior until they speak with him and they see where he's coming from. So it's, it, it develops like that. It's easy kid situations that kids can relate to. And then there's um, forgiveness and generosity and gratitude. There's respect. There's um, cooperation. There's 12 in all of the virtues. So the hope is that when kids read through it or parents read with them or teachers read with them, that that they do connect. And I have had um, parents and teachers write to me saying that their kids have made a connection. They would say, that's just like what Gregory said, or that's just what the good eggs would do. So that's my hope that they would um, internalize the lessons that are learned um, in the book. What a- in all three?
0: Yeah. What? What? And now, what? A- what age range are the books for?
1: So I put on there five to twelve. It depends on the reading level of the child. Typically, third, fourth, fifth graders would be perfect. Um, but I've had younger kids who can read read them. I've had you know parents reading to the kids. And teachers as well reading to um, I had a teacher write, read to her first grade class, right after recess they couldn't wait to see you know what the eggs were going to get into next, and um, then you know you have older kids that can read on their own so up to about twelve is you know then once they get to be teens they get into a different reading genre but um, usually that's the best age range, so and the second book um, teaches them Hirsch, about diversity. So after I was done with the first book, I just felt I wasn't done with the characters, and I said, I'm going to send them around the world. So they went to 10 different countries, and they learn, like, different culture, landmarks. They learn different foods they taste. Um, They learn um, all kinds of history, and they make relationships with other little eggs around the world. So at the end of that book, they realize that the world is really full of good eggs or good people, and we all just really want to live in peace and to be loved and heard and respected. So they learned that at the end of that book. Then I had one more in me. I said, I'm going to have them come back home, and they're going to learn the importance of community service. So that's what um, chapter, book three, is about. So they help people in their own hometown. Um, they help kids, and they help the elderly, and they help animals. They go to a food bank, and they put on a hunger, um, or they... Put on a health program, and they go to a nature center. So all the things like within a community, they learn all about and how to be a good participant in that. And they also um, connect with the little eggs they met around the world in book two, and those eggs do the same community service in their communities. So it's so a three-year journey in their lives.
0: Okay, great. So what? So I was going to say, are are the worlds? Is the world populated with people as well? Or is it populated with eggs?
1: It's eggs. They're all eggs.
0: So it's a world of eggs. It's funny because I thought you were going to say that they went on a hunger strike. <laughs> what you oh, with yeah. That? But it, yeah. while it sounds simple in terms of, and it is easy to understand, I can see where yeah. kids just totally get the the analogy and the idea of a good egg.
1: Eggs are fragile too. So to um, you know take care, to take care with eggs people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then how did the, the good eggs foundation come about?
1: So after, um, I've written the books and I, I do book shows and I've gone to schools and, um, you know, do little presentations. I just felt like there was more in with this project. So I said, I'm going to start a nonprofit that focuses on kids. So since the books are for kids, Um, The nonprofit is about kids and I structured it the same way. Uh, Month to month, I do since the chapters in the books are month to month. So each month I do what I call an egging. So I seek out an organization or even a family. Sometimes people contact me, anybody who may need some help that month. And it has to do with children. And then I say, you've been egged. So I it depends on the month. Every month is different, which I really like because I, I meet so many different people. So like uh, one month we did um, a foster closet here in Michigan needed baby monitors. So I said, how many do you need? And he told me and I went and got them and delivered them over there and said, you've been egged. Here you go. Um, I did a man here builds beds for kids coming out of homelessness. So I egged him with all kinds of bedding, like sheets and comforters, things to go with the beds. So, um, it just depends on the month. I started it in 2019, so I haven't missed a month yet. So done a lot of eggings.
0: Congratulations. Now, (laughs) um, is, is this something that's been, uh, operating on a local level so far?
1: Yeah, so far I'm local to the Detroit area and the surrounding suburbs. I mean, eventually I would like to do Big eggings, bigger eggings, you know, I'd love to do like a playground for a school, you know, maybe in the good eggs theme, I'd love to do bigger eggings and branch out to other areas in the country. But currently, um, you know, we're only three years old, coming up on three years old, so we're still at the local level.
0: Well, hopefully we'll we'll be uh, uh, a small part of getting you larger exposure and ge- That'd be getting you out to a, to a broad uh, range of, of listeners and people who want to have a positive impact on their communities because it does seem like something that can definitely be community to community. And um, oh. you know, mm-hmm. uh, thankfully, good ideas often are contagious that way. Um, are the books in audiobook form?
1: Yes, they are on in Audible. They're on Kindle, also, and they're also in paperback and hardcover. So all kinds of forms they are available in. And if you go to my website, thegoodeggs.org, and you go to the books tab, there'll be a purchase there, and it'll take you right to the Amazon page. So then you can select whatever form you like
0: that's great yeah we'll include that in the in the show notes as well so let okay. let's go so let's let's uh go back to your own education and, and background what 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 was your uh what was your childhood like
1: oh I had a great childhood I had um I grew up in a suburb called St. Clair Shores Michigan so we had right by a big lake uh Lake St. Clair so um it was really pretty and you know my mom my dad were very generous people and it was always modeled for me um you know when you get those things in the mail like send to a child in need or send to the Easter Seals or send to this my mom every single one she would fill out and my dad would say you gotta just pick a couple you know you can't no no every single one she would write a check all the time and she goes, I feel so grateful that, you know, my kids are okay and we're okay. And so every single one she'd said, and that always left an impression with me. So I grew up with, and both my parents were very generous um, and very kind people. So I think that was modeled for me heavily growing up. And my family, I have a big Italian family. So both sides are very, very generous, very loving, very kind people. Well, so, yeah, so uh, I grew up really happy. Well, those <laughs> things
0: are the best examples. You know, the leading by example, they don't have to say anything. I remember getting the, oh. uh, the statements from St. Jude's.
1: Yeah, that was my mom's favorite.
0: And my, my grandmother uh, taught at a, at a school for developmentally disabled kids called Hope School. And we used to go to all the mm-hmm. plays and all of those things. And it wasn't like there was anybody saying a lesson about anything. Like you have to do this, or you should do this, or you should contribute to this, or you should it's just was there. it's just was part of the fabric and part of the the example that my uh my sisters and I saw as as kids from the adults around us um you know does does what you're doing uh with with good eggs bring in other people to, to get involved, to help, to, uh, to do programs and so forth?
1: Um, yes, because I have had, um, some organizations do book clubs. So they would get, you know, a group of kids, like maybe an after school book club to kind of reinforce things that way. Um, I've had people, we haven't had a whole lot of fundraisers yet because once when we started then COVID hit, mm-hmm. so things were kind of on hold. but we are starting, um, we're going to do a big one this year with cannoli, uh, where it's a cannoli festa. (laughs) Every, every cannoli purchased a a part of it goes to the good eggs foundation. So uh, we did that last year too. And tons of people came out for that. Um, and I was signing books there too. So, you know, we're starting to get more into, we had a wine tasting one time that was very, very successful. So yeah, people are very generous right now. We're in, um, I don't know if you know about Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, uh, or I'm Home. familiar with it. It's real big. Yeah, because they advertise
0: Detroit's on the uh, on the Super Bowl, Rocket Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, they're great ads.
1: They are, and they're having a Rocket Mortgage Community Challenge because their headquarters are, are in Detroit okay. right here. So they're having a Rocket Mortgage Community Challenge, which we're in, and we can um, – there's many nonprofits in it, but they're giving, like, incentive prizes and things, and just started today at, at uh, 12 noon. So I have posted that link on my Facebook page. So people are already starting to donate to that. So yeah, it's been pretty successful. I still, I still feel there's growth in us. There
0: def- <laughs> Well, that's what I've been thinking is that there, yeah. there could be a, uh, there could definitely be a tie-in with, uh, with dairy farms, um, yes. something like that, in supermarkets. Uh, you know, we throw these things out there because if if somebody's listening, uh, they could contact right. you and say, "Hey, you know, I have a you know, I don't know that a dairy farmer isn't isn't listening to to our show. Right. Um, I do know that be, that because of my family in in Iowa, we have uh, soybean farmers and and corn farmers, but there might be dairy farm dairy farmers as well listening, and they, sure. we could do a uh, a tie in with. Uh, like a, yeah.
1: Like a little, like a spokes egg. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know how the gecko gecko is so famous, right? You could have one of the eggs, you know, hi, I'm Reggie.
0: Right. You know, you know.
1: Buy my milk or buy whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, you never know. Sponsorship is great. And that
0: also, you know, kids, the schools, kindergartens, uh, elementary schools tour, dairy farms, um, yes. you know, I have Wait. a feeling it would be a dairy board, like, you know, there's a dairy board. Okay. Um, okay. there's probably a, a national organization or something, but there's also, there's also local dairy boards. So, uh, okay. so that's one. And then, um, and then I, you know, with, with the right support, I wasn't, I've been in advertising. That's why I, that's why my mind always goes to these goes to oh, okay. these things like you remember the got milk campaign that yes. was so enormous and that was the that was the dairy it's board enormous. so and that was without a specific cause you know associated with it right here we would have the right. good egg the good eggs um you know movement <laughs> start a movement right. of eggs a movement of eggs I, good eggs across the country
1: yeah Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be awesome? I wrote to, um, I don't know if you have this brand there, uh, Eggland's Best.
0: I've heard of Eggland's it. I've heard Best of Egglands, Eat- yeah.
1: Yeah, so I wrote to them, um, and they're, Yeah, you know, I haven't heard anything back. They just sent, you know, we'll be in touch if we're interested in marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm hoping that would be nice. They could have a little spokesperson. Little spokes egg for them too.
0: That would be good. And
1: they're actually
0: eggs. That's right. And then you have then you have uh Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, where you have Veruca Salt goes into the the. She's a bad. She's a bad egg, (laughs) and she goes into the into the egg decator, the educated egg decator, and goes down. um There's just so much, and and you've just started. You've only you've only you've only just begun.
1: So there are 12 episodes on my YouTube channel. Oh, great. So I'm hoping to get those out there. They, they did get picked up by the Michigan Learning Channel, which is associated with PBS in our state, just in Michigan. So that's a good step. Um, I'm also doing a parent blog. So I'm starting that in September. So if parents want to subscribe, parents, teachers, grandparents, aunts, uncles, anybody, Um, It's just going to be short one to two minute reads, Um, you know, a little nugget for each week as we we journey through the book series. Um, What else? Oh, I have a podcast for kids as well. So it's actually the book. I'm narrating it and they can listen to the book. It's on audio. Like in,
0: like in, so the, the audio books are already on there. But you've have it broken sure. down into a podcast, or it's or yes. it's separate from the recordings.
1: It's broken down into the podcast. Okay, so it's so like episodes like right now. Yes, yeah. it's episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's available as well. I'm involved in other things at my school as well.
0: Because you're teaching wow. older grades, right? You're teaching high school.
1: I teach high school. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and it's all girls. All girls. all girls
0: and what grade, like all grades of high school or
1: I teach 10 through 12 10 11 and 12. Wow I don't have any fresh women yet
0: yeah so. yeah my daughter's going into 10th grade wow it's okay. that's 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 intimidating for, for me I mean I'm not saying you're intimidating yeah, by it it's fun
1: <laughs> I love it the girls are hilarious they're so fun to be around
0: what's going on yeah, at that? At that age, I'm asking you selfishly so that I can try to get some inkling. Um,
1: sophomores can be a little edgy, yeah. You know, they just came out of their freshman year, but they're not quite upper class, you know, right. yet in the um, in the pecking hierarchy. But um, I love them just the same. They're they're really, um, I mean, with me, they're very sweet. I know they have a lot of social media stuff going on. Um, which parents are concerned with a lot. You know, you just kind of got to watch that. Because we've had incidents, you know, with this was posted, that was posted, you know, they have to take it down. So, I mean, I guess you're probably going to have a pretty good handle on that. Yeah. Just watching your social media, who they're friends with online. That's a big challenge.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, My kids just missed it by then, so I didn't have to really worry too much of them being in high school with it. They were in college with it, but they were older by then. So that's always, I'd say, the biggest concern of parents is their kids' social media.
0: Well, also because social media has reach. You know, here we are. We started our whole conversation talking about the reach of the Good Eggs Foundation and the books and all of that positive input. Mm -hmm. But the flip side is that we're dealing with social media that can that can spread like wildfire and have reach. I mean, yeah. one of the things that you notice is that there are, there's a whole world of people out there, like you say, well, you know, you got who are they? Who's, who's able to see their, their Snapchat or right. who's able to, who's, oh, yeah. who, who's friends with whom, who is a real, like a real person in the, in the, in their world. And who is just some, somebody who's on, right. who's a figure. Um, right, and the,
1: there are predators out there, and they're looking for young girls. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, you know we've we've had incidents where police have to been called. Yeah, so that's the one of the biggest concerns.
0: And then there's also simply the the, the pressures and the social pressures, which are already right. immense. So Amen. it just heightens it heightens everything. Is there
1: And they're not equipped to handle that. They're young. They're young. And they're, I mean, they say like 25 is when your frontal lobe closes, right? That's, That's when you can make your really, really good informed decisions. Yeah. But, I mean, a young kid in high school with all that pressure, and then they may be in sports or dance or, you know, clubs or, you know, all that other stuff they're in and getting the homework piled on, um... And wanting to fit in—it's a lot for a young person. It's a lot. What
0: are some strategies We've that seen. you use to get through to them? Because when you talk about the, the frontal lobe thing, it's very true. There's a, there's a it's very hard to say to someone who's at a certain stage in development. You're at this stage of development. You haven't reached this stage yet because they they don't right. they don't respond to that. You know right. no. what what kind of strategies do you use? with your students
1: well we do i know in one class i teach um is moral theology um we use a lot of scenarios so you know some like role playing how would you handle you know Susie was in this situation there'll be all these details and then you put them into groups and they all come up with different different outcomes what could have happened um just teaching them a process to think like to before don't react But be proactive, don't react. So think about it before you are going to do something. We've had assemblies, you know, like where the sheriff comes in and says, you know, if you're going to post these things, it's going all around the world and you don't get it back. So you want to make sure you think. And then even with kids now, it could follow them to job interviews, right? So employers now look online for potential candidates so if there's a, some negativity about you out there, you know it could, they could be paying the price years later. So just information. We also have a really great program called Peer-to-peer, where their own peers kind of mentor. You get like the leaders in the school, um, you know honor society, kids that are real dedicated, and they come up with strategies and they help their own peers when there's an issue. Um, We have something called restorative circles. Okay. So if there's a problem, you know, we we talk it out. We see who's coming from what viewpoint, who's coming from another viewpoint, not to be judgmental um, about people. So, I mean, there's things you can do. You know teenagers, they like their privacy too, which is understandable, but just keep a close eye (laughs) just because I know I've seen – I've seen kids I would have never thought. I went, not her. What? You know, the kids I would have never thought would have gotten into some kind of trouble um, on the internet, especially. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 hard. It's not easy. But just just keep a close relationship as much as you can. You know.
0: Since your kids are are a little older, are older than that, have you seen a difference generationally or? age-wise with kids in high school who are coming out of, you know, a couple of years of a pandemic.
1: This last year, the last two years have been so difficult um in education with the pandemic. Um and then here in Michigan, you know, we had a school shooting, Oxford High School. Yeah. Um which it, when it's so close like that, I mean it's terrible anytime. But like it's it was 40 minutes from my school and the girls were petrified. And so we had that, you know, we had to have counselors brought in and, you know, we had a lot of stuff going on. So between the pandemic and that, I think we lost a lot of concentration and understanding of what it is to be school, to be in a community of school, to be in a rigorous curriculum. So I think we lost a lot of that. We're hoping this year we're kind of going to get back to a normal, whatever that is, feel. So we'll see. Um, But the last two years have just been all over the place.
0: Do you see them affected at all by the world at large, or are they focused more in their...
1: No, they're, at least in my school, the students are very, um, very intuitive. They're very... Focus because we have so many clubs that um, focus on, like, social justice issues. And we have, like I said, it's a private school, so we um, have, like, these models that we follow, um, like mercy, um, education, option for the poor, things like that. So it's kind of in our everyday speech. So they're very focused on it. Um, we have a lot of active kids that do um, even collections for the poor or groups. Um, When something happens in the world, our student leaders will step up and say, we need to do something. Like for example, with Oxford, we need to do something for Oxford. So we took up a collection and we made cards. Like we sent them a whole bunch of cards from our student body, you know, that we're with you on this. So they're very much in tune with the events of the world for sure. I'm I'm very proud of them. Yeah, that's for being like that. That's
0: encouraging. Because they because I yeah. did see that with the younger grades and even even our youngest um, in, in grammar school still and seeing seeing that trajectory of of uh, consciousness, you know, social consciousness. But I know yeah. that with with the with the, the high school it it can be so involved in what's going on just there, just in there. And
1: they are, I mean, you know, with prom and their dates and all that stuff, they do get involved with that, but they also, I would say, just as much as they're involved with themselves, they're as much involved with the world. Yeah. I would say, at least in my school. And actually, that's a good thing social media does, right? They I mean, there's their pros and your cons all the time, but that's a good thing to make them aware because they don't read the newspaper, right? right. They don't watch the news. Um, that's where they get their information. Maybe you know, not all accurate information, but they might know the awareness of an issue. So, um, and then they come to school and we give them the facts or whatever, yeah. whatever the case. Was. So, I think. Um, They're very much aware, and I I really applaud them for that. Because I think back when I was that age, I don't think I was that aware of what was going on in the world. Yeah, I
0: don't don't think so either. I mean, I got most of my information from entertainment. I mean, that was just my skew at the time. I was very into comedy, movies, TV. You know, I watched a lot of satire, which is interesting. So I think I learned... A little bit about reality from satire but back then the lines between reality and 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 uh illusion were much clearer and now yes. as, oh, as yes. you now as it... you pointed out it's not always yeah. accurate and sometimes that's intentional it's intentionally misleading information so um what about right. what about that kids relationship with with truth in general and authority. What are, what are you finding yeah. with that?
1: I think they need guidance in that. I think they need some guidance. Like one, this one time, this was so ridiculous. This student came in, oh my God, look, look. She shows me this picture on the internet. A woman actually gave birth to a chicken. And there's this picture of a chicken like coming out of a, wo- I said, okay, that's not true. Like, like she really believed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. She goes, it's right here. I go, I know it's right there, but that isn't true. <laughs> Women don't give birth to chickens. Yeah. Okay. So she, she finally, you know, I go, that's photoshopped or whatever. That is not true. So just things like, but she was so gullible, right, at that young age. Yeah. She actually thought that was something that could happen. So. I mean, you have to really guide them. Yeah,
0: they definitely need <laughs> guidance. Although, yeah. you know, it is. it could simply be a function of reading your books and believing that, you know, the, the world the world is populated with eggs and therefore the chicken giving birth, you know, yeah. to something isn't. Right. You say, yeah, but in my books, they're all eggs. <laughs> and be Well, like, yeah. then
1: there's fiction now.
0: <laughs> that's right. But that's what we... Fiction.
1: Fiction. Based on fiction, with you know, kind of coming through the back door, like this is how we wish our world would be, right? Yeah.
0: Um, well, let's hope. Let's
1: let's illustrate it through some eggs. Yeah, let's
0: hope. <laughs> let's hope that that we can find a bigger audience for for the good eggs, and yeah. and uh, because I do think it sets up younger kids, uh, grammar school age kids, right. with the kinds of principles that uh, that you want them to have going into their adult life, right? So they can succeed.
1: Well, I had a fifth grade teacher write to me that they read book three with the um, community service. And she said, I just want to tell you, after we read the book, my class wanted to do all that service that the eggs did for their own community. So they collected um, school supplies they they tutored younger kids in their school. They made these big baskets for um, seniors at a senior care home. She said they just went all out. They collected um, pet supplies for an animal shelter. She said they just wanted to do all that. And I said, oh, that's that warms my heart because that's exactly what I would wish the result to be is that kids would emulate that behavior. So that made me feel really good.
0: Thanks so much for tuning into Truth Tastes Funny. If you enjoyed the experience, please leave a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends.